I want you to fire me. So, what do you guys want to talk about? podcast yeah oh okay well <laughs> well we, we we started so oh uh, did we <laughs> yeah we did okay so clearly i don't <laughs> <laughs> all right what's up everybody and welcome back to elite pov where it's podcast time and you know what that means i'm one of your hosts phil cataldo but you can call me philium alongside the producer who hasn't lost a step in my heart has lost a step with OBS. Clearly. That is Kyle Masters. What is up? Oh, man. We're back. Holy shit. We're back, man. I, I Clearly, I don't remember how to pod. I remember how to EFED. And that's probably yeah. why I just did what I just did. Because I'm used <laughs> to just turning this on saying, all right, click live and then start doing shit. Yeah. And then figure it out later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but now it's just wait, like, oh, wait. I got to tell Phil to, okay, now we're good. Yeah. Well, so obviously for the first episode back, we're doing audio only. Um, Yeah, fuck all y'all. There is a (laughs) – yeah, well, yeah. Uh, There is a plan to eventually maybe one day come back to video and then more importantly come back to live video. As you guys know, uh, when I left the show last year, I had a kid, and he is uh, a week away from being four months old, so we're starting to get a routine down. Um, you know, he goes to bed at around this time. He's sleeping right now. So it's a little bit easier for me now to kind of, uh, Four figure months. these things out. Yeah, Damn. I know. It's insane. Every day is a, it's a gift. It's a gift of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> crying and want to put your head against the wall. But the cool thing is, um, you know, while this show has been away, uh, AEW has gone through a lot of changes and is what me and Kyle think. And a lot of people seem to think, uh, has gotten back to its original roots, um, especially with this week's past Dynamite, the last couple of weeks, actually, uh, since World's End. And, and I think it's just awesome time for us to come back. We're dying to talk about it. Uh, and we have a lot of thoughts. We're back, baby. We are not not only the show back, but AEW's back. Man, does it ever feel good. But that, that, just that, that show yesterday was like a breath of fresh air. Let me just track back. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to say fuck all y'all. I, I actually love all you guys. But, you know, just this episode, we're going to be audio. Um, no one's see my face anyways, man. Literally, you, you know what my face looks like? It looks like if, you know, you know those Mr. Potato Head dolls when you were a kid? <laughs> yeah, but that, but, you know, not put together properly. Like, as if you, you know, you just started putting shit in different holes, and then you're like, yeah, see, this, this is, is Mr. Where Potato Head. We're going to miss Jackie going, Kyle! Yeah. <laughs> And she's going to listen back to this, and she's going to put it in our chat, guaranteed, as soon as she hears this. I'm going to beat you to it, Jackie. I'm going to see you typing. I'm going to type it first. Exactly. He's just going to be waiting. Yeah. (laughs) Waiting for you to to send that. Yeah, screw my job. I'm going to be like, no, we got to wait. Jackie's going to type me. And they're like, who the fuck's Jackie? I'm like, don't worry about it. She's important. Like the most famous person in America. How do you not know who Jackie is? Jax Rodriguez. The most the most impressive undefeated streak it's, in EFED history. It's it's FTR girl, man. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, you mean her? I know her. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go. FTR, FTR girl again. Two eight seven. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite uh, thing to do with Jackie now, because obviously, you know, even though we stopped doing the show, like we're still obviously all friends, right? And uh, we? we watch it. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> it's breaking news. 
Uh, I think Meltzer reported it. Oh, today. well, that's not no, true. I mean, it, it hey, that true ain't true. Then. <laughs> but uh, we watch Dynamite together still. Or we, you know, even when we don't get to watch it together, we still talk a lot. And my favorite thing but right now is naked. To, Every you know, time. That's true. Uh, my favorite thing is to mess with Jackie, and say, I'm the biggest Young Bucks fan now. You know, FTR oh. ruined the tag division. Can't oh, here you go. Here's Young Bucks guy. <laughs> young Bucks guy. Two six nine. We already got Young Bucks girl. We got Young Bucks guy. Look, like, Jesus. Oh man! If you randomly see me front row at every fucking show you ever watch, <laughs> you, Jesus. Bro. Instead of green shirt, smiley, you gotta have, you have to have like a red shirt with a sad face. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sad shirt guy. Yeah, shit. sad shirt guy and green shirt guy. And when you guys finally meet and have that like epic photo, it's gonna be like the most viral. Listen, bro, I've never world. been more jealous than seeing these people just at every fucking show. Like, bro, what do you do for work? So funny you say that. I know we're off topic, but this is a podcast. Fuck everybody. Anyways, <laughs> this is our show. Deal with it. But yeah, we can do what we want. Funny enough, I've met one of these people. And this one, he's he's tough to see, but it, if you know, you know. So there's a guy that usually either sits in the corner or near the front row in a lot of like, uh, you know, WWE pay per views, even uh, AEW as of late. He wears a hockey jersey, and it's a Hamilton Bulldogs jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big bulldog on the front of it, and I always call that guy Bulldog guy. Found out, I'm like, is he just wearing? Is he just an American that doesn't know what the Bulldogs are? No, no, no. He lives up here near me. I met him back, oh, God, this was like 2016, 2017, at an NXT house show in my city. Jesus, bro. <laughs> yeah, I saw him, and I went, I'm like, yo, I'm sorry. You probably get this all the time, but you're, de- you're Bulldog guy, right? And he's like, yep. And I talked to him for a good, oh, God, 20 minutes before the show, and the guy literally had a 9 to 5. He just worked his days off around like the, the wrestling calendar. And that's how he booked his days off. <laughs> he yeah, would all his like, vacation time on pay-per-views. <laughs> what is his nine to five though, bro? These tickets for two things. One, what is his nine to five? Because you got to have the money. And more importantly too, the luck you have to have to get front row. It's not like you can just click in and be like, all right, cool. I'll pay the $700 for a front row seat. You have to like get lucky enough to get them. My And I didn't ask him that because I'm stupid, but my guess is, that well, from back in the day when I used to wonder that, there's like a you can, you know, get a, a software that's kind of like hacking in a way, mm. like an auto clicking software that gets those tickets. I forget someone explained it to me once, and I'm like, I have no fucking time for that ever to have that much. It's patience. gotta be something, bro. Yeah, but yeah, like they they're the same seats, the same seats, bro. They're same seats. How do you do that? I've Listen, done Ticketmaster shit, and it's like, nope, <laughs> you get this seat or nothing. Or you, you want to click that seat, and it's like, as you're clicking it, it's like, nope, this seat just got sold. It's like, how? I just clicked My it now. My favorite thing, though, is now, like, going to shows with you or, or Carrie coming here and stuff is uh, when seats go on sale, uh, like, you and Carrie get in because you're in other countries. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like me and Jackie try to get seats, and it just fucking bombs for us and just gets kicks us out immediately but you guys are in other countries like ah, i will let him in isn't that wild like an american ticket website's like nah fuck americans yeah bro. hey you from the uk get on here get in here yeah. canada oh they definitely get your ass in here you got enough problems up there as it is get in here well so with that we could transition right into news that's kind of circulating today um so before we get to news actually 
it's going to be more of a free-flowing show. We know in the past, like, we've gone through the Dynamites and we've gone, like, match through match. You know, we, me and Kyle talk. We want to talk more of, like, a free-flowing style. If people listen back to, like, Rant with Ant days when me and G-Rod and Issa would talk, it was just more bigger topics and then, you know, we get to the matches and stuff. But. It's like having a conversation. That's yeah. what... And I know you guys out there, and you guys let us know if you like that kind of thing. I just, me personally and Phil personally too, it it, it creates, I think, less stress prepping for the shows. Because when we were doing this before, it was like we had to watch the shows, but at the same time we were taking notes and mm-hmm. stressing about having to watch a show before the the, the podcast. Like, if I missed Dynamite yesterday, I'd still do the show tonight. Like, yeah. I'd still be like, you know, I'll just kind of quickly glance over it and... We'll just quickly go into it. But it was just getting to a point where it was burning us out, to be honest. I think yeah. it honestly was the prep was burning us the fuck out. So mm-hmm. this is more easy. We just kind of just we know a lot of the news in the back of our heads because we're on Twitter. I'm calling Twitter. I'm not calling. I'm not. Can I just yeah, say I'm never I'm not, calling it X. I'm never fucking it's calling Twitter. it X. I heard someone say it the other day and it made me cringe. Absolutely made me cringe. And they didn't say Twitter. They called it X and that was it. It's like, oh, mm. please don't ever say that again or I'll smack you in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's when I got I'll fired. I'll trigger you. Yeah, I'll be trigger you through the fucking wall. And then my boss fired me. But it's yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just more free flowing is, I think, the way to go. And probably you guys will enjoy it more because it's when I listen to my podcasts out there. I like listening to podcasts that are more like this. Just yeah, free flowing, having a conversation about shit that's going on. Nothing that's structure going. And then Kenny Omega went for a V trigger, and then at the end of the match, he pinned him one, two, three. Whoa! How did? You, uh, whoa! <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> well, I didn't also watch this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is what it is. But I mean, to to transition to what I was going to say before, so it's being talked about right now that the rumor is that Forbidden Door three might be happening in Japan. Now, as we know, the first two Forbidden Doors. One was in Chicago, right? The first one? First one's in uh, Was the first one? No, the first one's in Toronto because I was at that one. No, no, no. You were at the second one. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. The first one. Yes, yes. You're right. The first, so one, the was first in one was in Chicago. And then the second one was in Toronto. Yeah. So now you would assume that given the working relationship that AEW has with New Japan, that at some point they would have to repay the favor and go to New Japan. But before we started recording, Kyle brought up a great point, and that is... With all the people leaving New Japan yeah. at this like crazy rate, do they even have a forbidden door? Like who's left? Like obviously there's a ton of talented people still over there, but the huge stars before uh Tanahashi builds this roster up again, uh a lot of them have left. Like, so, like what happened? Osprey's on the way out. He's coming yep. here. Okada is rumored to be on the way out. That guy is the most like secretive guy in the entire effing world. So who knows if he'll resign? I wouldn't be shocked if he resigned, because why wouldn't you resign? I mean, the guy has been there his whole career, and yeah. if he's not going, you know, to either WWE or AW, then you might as well resign. Um, mm-hmm. I know he wants, and it's been said before, he wants to wrestle in North America, um, and it's specifically the United States. He wants to be like wrestle here full time before he ends his career. So. That's like it's it's almost like it's a fifty fifty. Like, does he continue doing what he's doing now, doing the new Japan stuff and appearing here once in a while, or does he take, you know, have move here and then wrestle here for the end of his career? So Well, he doesn't even have to move here. I mean, Will Ospreay didn't move here. That's AW does the true. contract where you could just come like what Pac is doing. 
where it's like you come here when you come here, and then when you're not here, you're not here. Fine. Yeah, just except Pac has like travel issues up the wazoo. But yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it him that only has travel issues? By the way, no Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix too, too bro. Phoenix yeah. always has. Why the hell is it those two? <laughs> Jeez, and they happen to be in the same group. Poor Penta, bro. Give Penta a singles run. So I'm just saying, there's got to be like something that they're doing that's causing them to have these travel issues. Because like, if it's only Penta, sorry, if if Penta's getting away with it, and he and he's traveling just as much as Phoenix, and there's a couple more, like Jamie Hayter's UK. I'm sure she still lives over there. Yeah. Um, like there's a there's a few different international people in AW. Like, how is it just those two? It's got it. I don't know, bro. <laughs> it's just like figure it out, bro. Yeah. Can Alex Marvez? Not Alex Marvez. Alex Everhantes. Can he help them for the love Marvez. of God, bro? What? Where is Marvez? By the way, I haven't I seen know. him in a long time. <laughs> it's Renee it. Young is just like, no, I'll do a hundred percent of the interviews, I guess. <laughs> Which is amazing. I, yeah. I said this last night while we were watching it, like. I'm so happy Renee's all over the damn show. I think Renee's on the show more than anybody else on the entire show. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think Multiple she gets the most segments of the night, and now she's starting to do like in ring stuff. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Do you fans out there, don't say that AEW doesn't put a lot of women on the show because <laughs> they yeah, put her. Renee's on the show. Renee's constantly. on the show, all show. <laughs> <laughs> we love that, bro. We love yeah. that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, until you brought up that point about Forbidden Door, I didn't even think about that, but it's like. Who's, it's not that they don't match? have talent. What's a marquee they, match? Naito versus Moxley's happening at Windy City. Yeah, like they're doing, they're doing, they're doing this Riot. shit over here. <laughs> yeah, so like what would be at Forbidden Door? Because, you know, let, I, I, let's say Okada, by the time Forbidden Door comes in June, let's say Okada has come to the States, right? Yeah. And either A, he picks AEW, and it's like, well, it's not a Forbidden Door because he's here already. Or B, he goes to WWE and he's off the card. So it's like, right? It Naito versus Samoa Joe. Like, what do you like? It, it and hey, maybe by then David Finley will be a bigger deal, but he still yeah. needs development in the fans' eyes. Uh, I know, like uh, the guy Gabe Kidd. I don't know if you oh I have, saw stuff about him. I've been hearing he's starting to get yeah. real popular. Yeah, for being a fucking lunatic. <laughs> And he had a crazy match with Eddie Kingston at Battle in the Valley. And a lot of people want him to be the leader of Bullet Club. Yeah. I um, mean, to me, knows? like, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking back to even just Wrestle Kingdom this year. And who, like, who's going to be out. So, obviously, you, you got to scratch away Osprey. And I'm just scratching away Osprey and Okada. And I'm thinking of perspective of top New Japan guys against top AW guys. I'm, I want to think of who the New Japan guys are going to be. So, Obviously, off the top of my head, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be one of them. Um, you could probably do something with Hiromu. Um, I mean, Nick Nemeth is officially now. Was he? I think he signed with New Japan now. So no, he's with TNA. Oh, oh wait, yeah, he signed with TNA. Shit, sorry, yeah, he's with TNA. So with not man, if you sign Mustafa Ali, he's probably one of them. But like, off the top of my head, it's like there are people over there. I, I maybe because I don't watch New Japan as much as I should. Like I saw, I remember seeing people on the card. I'm like, okay, this guy looks like he could be a top star, but is he seen as a top star right now? Yeah. So like, I mean, they could do like Bullet Club War Dogs, which is like uh, yeah. Finley, Gabe Kidd, and whoever else is there. Uh, and then you know, against Bullet Club Gold, that would be something cool. Um, but it it just gets to the point like you're running out of big names 
You know, I mean, they could always bring back the legends, right? They could have like Minoru Suzuki come yeah. in or whatever and stuff like that. But there isn't like like at Forbidden Door two, it was a big deal that Osprey was there. Even at Forbidden Door one, when he wrestled Orange Cassidy, it was a big deal. Osprey was there. It was a big deal. Okada was there. It was a big deal. Jay White was there. And now all of those guys are in AEW. Yeah. So it's so it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's and tough then with the, put a the women, right? Like. I know that a dream match was Mercedes, who we'll talk about in a second, but, you know, Mercedes versus Julia, that seemed to be the direction that Mercedes was going in um, as a new the New Japan women's champion, right? A New Japan strong yeah. women's champion? No, well, there's two belts. There's the IWGP women's belt, then there's a New Japan strong women's belt. So there's... there's oh, yeah, she, te- she was going to... The IWGP strong one. That's the one that Julia has. And... uh it seemed like that they were going in that direction, but now with the reports that Julia's pretty much signed with WWE, God, kill you know, me are there other girls? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, any yeah, Fed no. fans up there? I'm sorry, just no, like, fuck the Fed. We said yeah. that, right <laughs> but like, come they're, on, they're not man. gonna do her right. She, she's, oh, man, she, she might look great in NXT, but after that, good luck. Because even I, I'm sorry, it still hasn't. I, I have no faith. Look, so. my my thing for people who are WWE fans, right? Be excited about all the potential signings, but also, like, be smart about it. Even with Triple H booking, Asuka is still just, who cares? Yeah. Like, she'll never be the Asuka that she was in NXT. Kyrie Zane is just a member of a group. Like, Io Shirai is doing cool things, but, like, when she loses the title, will anybody care? You know what I mean? So it's like, Julia works a very fucking strong style. Are they going to let her do that? I think the issue with them is they don't know how to handle uh, a superstar who has a language barrier. Yeah. AW has no, and I'm not trying to compare, I'm not trying to do tribalism shit here, but AW doesn't have that problem. Hikaru, uh, she has been a three-time women's world champion. Yeah. And she and can barely over. speak she's English. Super, <laughs> she's super over with the crowd. Like, like, all her promos and vignettes and stuff are, like, half in Japanese, and she yeah. still becomes world champion. It's For some reason, over there... I don't know. It's because they sell more to the casual, and the casual is like, what? You know what I mean? Like they're they are not accepting of that for whatever reason. They just they have a trouble booking someone who has a language barrier over there. They really do. Well, I feel like WWE. You have to like, there's like boxes you have to check off before they kind of elevate you to a champion status. Where in AEW, like if you're good, you're good, and if you're over, you're over. Like they don't really they'll figure out all the other stuff later. But it's yeah. like. You know, what woman, even we got Mariah May, right? Kyle's one of Kyle's favorites. She was from Japan. She would have been the forbidden door thing from stardom. And with this, you know, this crazy rumor out there that WWE is trying to partner with promotions, there was a rumor of them maybe trying to partner with stardom. So it's like, imagine if that happens, all the stardom women are off the table. So what's the women's match at forbidden door then? Yeah. Because I mean, there are women who wrestle in New Japan on the American side from the out of the LA dojo. Um, but that's like nothing and, and, to sell the pay per view with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll they, be the zero I mean, hour. <laughs> they're good, but they're not like amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like maybe they'll have to adjust it. I mean, I saw an, at Hard to Kill TNA announced their deal with AAA. Mm-hmm. You know, does that change how things are? Because I know that AAA doesn't like working with New Japan. So do you bring in more of the CMLL guys yeah, or CML guys to work that show as well? It's just very interesting. 
Yeah. And then, um, oh, what's her name? She's the, I mean, she has nothing to do with New Japan, but uh, like that would be an, a great signing for a stardom or, new, or a New Japan woman signing would be Camille if she never, if she didn't oh, yeah. come to mm-hmm. AEW. Well, it's being reported Camille was at Dynamite this past week uh, yeah. backstage, and which is shocking to me because I would have assumed she's like WWE, per- like she's exactly what they want. She's big as hell. She's super strong. She has a great presence to her. She was the NWA Women's Champion. I know COVID kind of affected all these records in in like the crazy way. Like without COVID, Roman's not a three and a half year champion. I think Camille was like a three-year champion herself as a woman's Jesus. champion <laughs> yeah because covid i mean nwa oh, right, stopped yeah. for like a year yeah, yeah year and a half yeah so but um technically a three and a half year yeah champion. uh but she like she's awesome you know like i remember she wrestled in AEW. she wrestled against um layla hirch yeah that was a sick and match. they had like yeah and and you saw the size difference is cool and you know hey tony khan said in that press conference after world's end that He's looking to boost the women's division. He's going to be very, very, you know, vigilant in getting these women to come to AEW to sign it. You know, thank you to Athena and Billy Starks for changing this dude's mind around when it comes to women's wrestling. And I just seen this. Like, speaking of, do you know she's, and I could be, I can't remember, is Lady Frost signed with us? Yeah, to Ring of Honor. Oh, Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she can still potentially jump to Dynamite. And I think that's someone that eventually... When she jumps to AEW's women's roster, it's just going to add to how stacked that woman's yeah, roster is. Yeah, Lady Frost is awesome. Mm-hmm. She is so good in the ring. Oh my god! Even like Trisha Dora, like Trisha yeah. Dora had a really good match with Julia. Oh, that's and like right. everybody yeah, yeah. is like loving Julia, saying she's one of the best women in the world, if not the best woman in the world right now. Trisha Dora hung with her and had a great match. So like, she's someone who signed the Ring of Honor. She's with the the Infantry, you know. And so AEW has a stacked women's division and, yeah. and you know we might as well talk about it now you know obviously since we've been gone a lot has changed <laughs> uh first mercedes yeah. or sasha banks <laughs> was going to w no first she was going to AEW. we saw her at all in then it's like well that that fell through and you know whatever plans they had with her it was probably involving jade because aw loses jade and then you know mercedes is off the table and then whatever happened with wwb which if the rumor is true that she wanted as much money or more money as Charlotte and Becky and they told her no, that's wild that they didn't give that to her. That is considering so she's in wild. fucking Star Wars and is like a huge, a huge deal and sells she's a one ton of, the of merch. One of the greatest women stars of all time. <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. And, and you pay that money just to keep the four horsewomen together. If you have a top 10 women wrestlers in the WWE of all time, Sasha's in there. I to me it's Even her and Charlotte five. are one and two. Yeah, her like, and Charlotte are one or two, and there's no argument. I don't want to hear the Trish argument. It fucking no, no stop. It At was the end of Trish's career, diff- sure, but like ninety percent of her career was Bullshit. the divas, the diva shit. Like yeah. the, sorry, she was the, fucking barking for Vince worse than that. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> the we're not broad panties her. era. Like, yeah, no, but um, yeah. So now it's being reported for a while now. That Mercedes is most likely going to sign with uh, AEW. We have Andrew Zarian talking about it, mm-hmm. Sean Ross Sapp talking about it. So it seems like she's coming now. <laughs> we don't know when. <laughs> I was at World's End. She didn't show up. I was at uh, the Dynamite in Newark <laughs> the week after, or Newark, as I should say for Jackie. Yeah, and then Daly's Place, not there. Last week, not there. So who knows what's going to happen, but. Is it exciting times to think that Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks might be showing up in AEW? 
I'm, and I said this weeks ago, I'm under, as soon as it didn't happen at World's End, I'm like, okay. And then that's when they announced that, like, you know, the, the Greensboro Carl scene was basically at 15,000. I'm like, okay, that's it. That's going to be it. It's going to be a revolution. It, the, the crowd is going to be huge. It's going to be, it's, you can't have her debut in a crowd full of 2,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And cause she is a big, big, star you need the visual right you need the camera to be able to pan out so you can see people going crazy i think as amazing the clip was and i watch it all the time of adam copeland debuting in seattle like the camera never pans to the left side yeah it always stays on one angle and you're like well (laughs) what's what's over the other side you know what i mean (laughs) what's going and i I hate the argument is like oh it's only aw okay do i have if you do yourself a favor and pull up some Wrestle Ticks, because shout-outs to them, best website for keeping up with Wrestle Tickets, but there is a lot of WWE shows where they don't include that side, so it's not just AEW. I don't want to fucking hear that argument. Are they blackout seats? Like, it is what it yeah. is, right? The People aren't spending money like they used to. Like, yeah. you know, it's tough times out here. It is. It, it is rough. But even, I'm just saying, like, it, they act like WWE never blocks that side. Yes, they do. The proof is there, just no one wants to look at it. But anyways, back to this. Yes, Mercedes... I I just my gut's telling me it's got to be like a big event and if it's go if if she's coming in that's the spot to do it I think right now it looks like what they're doing with Tony they're building up for Tony versus uh Deanna Perazzo for the title at uh Revolution um which is going to be interesting I I think that if you're going to debut or obviously you're debuting her after the match and Whoever the champion may be, I don't know if they try to give Deanna a run with the belt. Like that would be wild. But Tony Storm is putting on like the best work out of any company in any gimmick right now. Tony yeah, Storm dude. is. Oh the my best. god! And and I listen. I'm not the guy to talk about ratings because I don't give a fuck. But everybody keeps talking about today that her segment was the highest rated segment. Like that every time Tony Storm's on TV, it pops a rating. So it's like. If you're bringing in Mercedes to kind of revolve the division around her, which is what we keep hearing um, from like Andrew Zarian and stuff, is Tony Storm is a big deal, and she could feud with her right away. Deanna's a big deal to everybody who watches wrestling outside of WWE. You know, Deanna's a big deal, and then you add them to, you know, Mariah May was a fucking huge deal in Stardom, so like yeah. she's just in the weight, and like if you're able to get Camille, or even if you don't like. The division is still really good. We still don't have Britt Baker back, and we still don't have Jamie Hayter back. And we so, like, we that's got like crazy. Julia Hart with like the greatest entrance of all time, and her yeah. now is TBS Blue, champion. Yeah, Willow and Mercedes have unfinished business since Mercedes got hurt in their match. You have Chris Statlander who has become a megastar over the past year. Like, mm-hmm. this division is big. Oh my god! Yeah, and it, it keeps growing. It's it, it's wild, but it <laughs> to track back to the rumors of. What like is on the table if Mercedes comes in and what she's demanded? <laughs> why does Great. it? Why did it have to take her to do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a so, like, second woman segment, segment. Yeah. <laughs> another match. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, people okay. don't know the rumor is that in Mercedes' deal, uh, there's a clause that whatever segment she's in is separate from the women's segment in the sense of there's always two. Yeah. So, so it's, it's nothing against the other woman. She's yeah. just trying to get another segment shown on TV, which is yeah, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're not in the Mercedes segment, that does not count as the woman's segment for the night. So they would still get their own segment. So that's two women's segment a night, 
whenever Mercedes on the show. And potentially two matches. I'd fucking be like, you know what? If I'm not in a segment, there's, we're doing two matches. We're doing one more segment and two matches. Yeah, there is. Because there's, there's some matches you, where I'm like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> listen, and it's not even just a bad thing. But, like, look at last night's Dynamite, right? Like, uh, Orange Cassidy, that, that tag match with Penta, like, what are we doing that for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could that could have been on Rampage. You know, I know Jeff Hardy hates being on Rampage. But oh, my like, God. All right, like it's fine. Rampage has been really good lately. Um, you know, we got Statlander versus Queen Amanada, which is another fucking great signing that AEW made because she's awesome. Her Mariah May had a great match. Oh my god, that was a Mariah's fantastic debut. woman's match. And if you guys miss it, please do yourself a favor, sit down and rewatch that match from That's start such to finish. A good match. Like they popped off, and the crowd was so good for it too. Yeah, like they, yeah. I was there. That it. was in that was in Newark. Yeah. But it's cool too because like my favorite thing about Mariah May is that Everything. she like well yeah <laughs> but she like visually when you look at her you think of like Mandy Rose, Summer Rae, like people like that, right? Yeah. But and then she wrestles and she wrestles like fucking the Japanese girls. She wrestles this crazy strong style and like really lays her hits in. And it's like, yo, this is fucking awesome. And this was ultimately why I was beyond over the top moon excited for her coming in. Yeah, obviously she's a beautiful woman. You can't lie, right? She's a beautiful woman. But like her skill in the ring is what I was way more amazed by. Like when I was watching her clips and I watched a few of her matches and in stardom, I was like, oh, my God. Like, if she ever becomes a free agent, we, like, AW needs to, you know, get, like, throw the bag at her because she is so good. In her. She, she's excellent at her craft, which is fantastic. So, not only does she have the looks down pat, now she's got, you know, she's got the charisma, too. She's hilarious on Twitter, and even in her promo, she, oh, she nails so it. Oh, so good. Um, and he, uh, she and, gets it. And then now she's, like, she's she's got the complete package. Like, she... I don't know if a lot of people under like I don't know if people do appreciate it and understand how big of a signing she was. I just don't know if people really understand how big of a signing that Mariah May was to this company. Because- and especially with the news that Tony Khan said that he wants to take AEW in more of like a new Japan direction. Yeah. So she's like tailor made for it then. Exactly. Um and it's funny enough you mentioned <laughs> I just thought about it because you mentioned Jeff Hardy. To be fair, and it's it, I'm not trying <laughs> I will I will side with Jeff Hardy on one thing he said though in that tweet. If anyone didn't see it, he tweeted out saying that the match should have been advertised last week because it's in his you know his home state. And I'm like, you know what? He's kind of right. <laughs> like, why wasn't this announced last week? It, it's in Jeff Hardy's home state, and he's having a match, but it's on like the B show. Let's be real, it's the B show or the no, C like show. The C yeah, show. I guess yeah, it's just two. The collision is yeah. is the A show. I'm sorry, bro. I side with Jackie. <laughs> oh, you're a collider. <laughs> I'm a collision cowboy, bro. Bang, bang, collision gang. <laughs> I'm a collision cowboy, baby. But, I mean, he, he does have a point, though, right? Like, you know, you kind of wish they would have advertised it a little bit. You know what I mean? Or, like, at least ran a segment last week, even on collision yeah, last like week. Yeah, like, kind of building it up. Yeah, like, next week on Rampage, my home state, me and you, OC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. Is he facing Orange Cassidy? I don't remember who he's facing. No, he's facing Darby. Darby Allen. Yeah, there. Easy. You could have done something easy. You know, we know Darby Allen has this thing going on right now, but... That that could have easily been something done to advertise that a little bit. That probably would have helped with the ticket sales because they were struggling with this show. Yeah. So like yeah. I, I maybe just like an overthought. You know what I mean? Like because they a lot of stuff can get lost in the shuffle, especially with the company has a lot of top end stars. But it is what it is. And I guess speaking of that, do we want to talk about? 
a certain star that's now officially on the way out. Oh, Entrade? Or now set to be. Is he? Do you think he's going to go back to his old name? Well, Cien- just Andrade Almas. Is it, what is it, Cien Almas? No, nah, he, he was just Andrade Almas. He was always Andrade. He hasn't been Cien Almas since NXT. Andrade, yeah, but, Cien Almas. No, no, no. Triple nah. H is there now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Still WWE, bro. <laughs> Wait, Triple H is booking the show. But the, the Andrade thing is weird because, for people who don't know, it's being reported that originally Andrade was going to re-sign with AEW. The, actually, his contract was up probably in like the beginning of 2023 but because of all the injury time he had it got extended to the end of 2023 and it's being reported that he was going to resign and that's why he brought in rick flair he actually was the one who fought to bring in rick flair and that charlotte convinced him to go back to wwe which you understand right his wife so you get that but it's like it's kind of fucked up because like he brought in rick flair and now Brick Flair's getting like, all this ya. backlash, and he's like, "All right, yeah. now he's yours. See ya." Yeah, see ya. Now my problem. So it's like they dropped off the dad at the senior home. It's all yeah, right. Yeah. It's your problem yeah. now. Yeah, you take care of him. Yeah. Bye. And just sped off. Because oh now, God. literally every single time, the, you can't go by the crowd reaction. The crowd, the crowd's always going to yell "woo" every single time Brick Flair's on yeah. TV. But yeah. every single time AEW posts either new merch or a clip or of him on tv oh my god the comment section is just trashing it. oh my god just ripping him to shreds like you see the <laughs> tribalism out there but go do yourself a favor and go read a rick flair aw post comments Jeez. you're gonna have a wild time reading all those yeah. comments. <laughs> oh That'd i've never seen time. someone get shit on so much before yeah. um yeah. i mean you know I I don't say here wish ill will on people. It's it, it's unfortunate, but you know you kind of dug your own hole there, AW with that. Yeah, yeah, you did. They, yeah. We fucked up with that one. Yeah, but uh, it's it's. I mean, listen, there was reports of Andrade being unhappy for oh, I don't know two years, a year. Um, you know, Andrade was one of the punk guys that was on Collision. That stupid shit that they did where people fucking just stayed on collision. Oh, right. Yeah. Like the, and the, the so, weird made up brand split. Yeah. So, Odd. I mean, we kind of figured that he wouldn't resign. And I'm going to be honest with you, Roosh is better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd rather have Roosh. If we're going to, yeah. You know, if we're going to yeah. push a Mexican star to the moon, let it be Roosh. Roosh is so fucking good and he wants to be here. At least it seems like. And, and you know, I mean, it's not like all oh, Mexican versus Mexican, but it's like yeah, you know, AW needs the Mexicools. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we need some John Deere driving motherfuckers driving down to the right. The Kingo, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna sign the Viking Raiders. Uh, oh <laughs> He's my gonna come god. out with them. <laughs> yeah, that that's totally something Vince would do if they ever got yeah. if if he ever signed with the Fed and Vince was still in in charge. 100%, he 100% he'd be with the with Viking them. Raiders. 100%, bro. <laughs> what is his name? Vikingo? Oh, yeah, Viking Raiders. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah. 100%. Uh, that's so you. <laughs> exactly what Moxley said. It's exactly how the conversation would go. 100%. It's just, like, I don't know. I'm not going to miss him. And Ajati was my favorite guy when he was in NXT. When, him, when he was a champion, he had Zelina. 
who's my favorite guy. And, you know, uh, it I looked mean, like that was going that way, right? With T- the whole CJ thing. I'm like, oh, maybe we're actually going to get, you know, kind of like a redone version of this. But, uh. but see, here's here's Tony Khan's biggest flaw. And we're seeing it happen in real time is when he comes up with a storyline for you. If something happens where you get hurt or your opponent gets hurt or something go- doesn't go the way of the storyline, he freezes it. He doesn't go away from it. He doesn't adjust. So as everybody knows, because if anybody follows CJ Perry on any of her social medias, you have seen oh her disgusting ass finger Dude. way too many times. Right. Flesh eating disease. Like what's going it's on there? <laughs> insane. Right. So she is clearly off TV for a while. I know she had a surgery. Now she's reporting that. Or she's saying that she's going to have to get another surgery. She might lose that soon. finger, so like, man. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so Miro is off TV for a while because the story is clearly going in a direction with CJ saving him. Yeah. But also on the other side of things, as fans, we need to realize that in historically in WWE, when the relationship grows sour and you are out the door and you're not resigning your contract, they fucking bury you on the way out. Look at John Moxley, what they did to Dean Ambrose on the yeah. way out. Oh, my God. And he talks about it in his book, and it's happened to a lot of other wrestlers. Um, or they, like, send you home, and, like, you're just forgotten about. And they do everything in their power to kind of, like, make you look lesser than you are. But, you know, Jade had to had two great matches at the end, both with Statlander, to put Statlander over and really showcase Jade. And, um, you know, Andrade got to be in the fucking Continental Classic, which – was honestly, I don't know how you feel, but I think it's the best thing AEW's ever done. And I loved it so much. Yeah. So, like, you get to put Andrade in that with the names that were in that tournament. Like, they showcased him to the moon. But whatever, we have Roosh. The only thing I have an issue with that, and it has nothing to do with the tournament, it's the belt. It's not. It makes the no belt. The belt shouldn't be carried around after. It should have been just one. The the person gets to bring it home and put on their trophy mantle until next year's Continental Classic, and they get an automatic buy, like a buy in into the tournament because yeah. they come in as last year's champion. They don't need to be defending the fucking belt ever after the tournament. Well, it's weird because like, so at Battle in the Valley, Eddie Kingston defended only the New Japan Strong Belt because that's the belt that Gabe Kid. I wanted. thought they did both. Didn't they not? No, he only did that one. Okay. So like when he's this is where it's confusing, right? So you're the you're the triple crown champion, but if you lose the Ring of Honor and the strong title, are you still like I don't understand how that works. That's why I, I was confused that they did a to be honest, it should have been a trophy. Okay. Yeah. Like it should not have been a belt. But like you go to AW's rosters page and it's listed as one of the champions, as an AEW Continental Champion. It shouldn't be a champion. <laughs> it should just be utilized. If it's a belt, sure, fine. If you didn't want to do a trophy, don't do a trophy and use a belt. But at the same yeah, time, uh, don't make Owen it Hart part of the fucking it. roster. <laughs> yeah, like the Owen Hart Memorial. Exactly. Like it's a belt, but like it's more of a trophy. Yeah, so it, it shouldn't be a belt to be defended. I, I, I just don't like it. It should be just defended in the tournament. That's why it's called the Continental Champion for the Continental Classic. Yeah. Uh, now, I, how do you feel about a woman's one, especially with them bringing in a lot of these heavy hitter women, right? Like we have Athena, we have Sheeta, Statlander. You know, you could put it on. Serena Deeb just came back. You so, know what I mean? So, like, this needs to be clipped right here. This what this conversation so that it gets trending and people can freaking talk about this. A hundred percent, yes. 
because not only are you going to showcase the current roster you have, the women's division you have that's continuing to get bigger and bigger, but two, you can use a lot of the a or the Ring of Honor women as well, like a few of them, to showcase them and how the you know how much of the hard work mm-hmm. they've been doing. So girls like you just said, Athena, you can include her in there. You can include Billy Lady Stark. Frost in there. Billy Starks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Have a have a bigger tournament too. You know, what I mean, there was only like what eight people for the the men's. They could literally do a bigger one for the women's if they really wanted to. No, it was more than eight, wasn't it? I swear to God, it was more than eight, or maybe it was more than eight. Was it? Uh... Was it eight on each side? I think it was 16. God, I'm going to look this up while we talk. Or 12. Was yes, it six on each side? 100%. They need to do a women's one. Oh, yeah. It, it's. But just think about it, right? Like, if you do bring in Mercedes, you have Mercedes, Athena, Taya Valkyrie, who ha- is in Ring of Honor, who has a ton of. Oh, it was like, 12. Okay. Sorry. sorry, 12. So, like, off the top of our head, uh, Mercedes, Athena, uh, Taya Valkyrie, Deanna Prazo, um, Tony Storm, Chris Statlander, Tony Storm, Mariah May, uh, fucking Hart. Billy Starks, Julia Hart, Sky you know, Blue. You know Sky Blue gonna be in that oh, tournament. Yeah. yeah, bro. Listen. <laughs> that is a that's the first announced wrestler yeah, in yeah. that tournament is Sky Blue. Sky Blue's gonna get like a bye <laughs> to the finals. I love I love Tony Khan's love for Sky Blue. Yeah, because it, it's 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 all of us. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Didn't they come out and say like Sky Blue had the most matches of like anyone in the company, not just the women, like anyone? She <laughs> had to. Have. I I don't know, but I believe it. <laughs> like you don't go a week without Sky Blue being on one of the shows. It was this week, actually. <laughs> oh, she's not on Collision. What's the women's match on Collision? Uh. I don't, I don't think it's Sky Blue. I think she's missing this week. I think this is probably gonna be like the first week in like weeks that we haven't that there's going to be a week with no Sky Blue. But like any, anyways, like tracking back um oh Britt Baker when she comes back definitely yeah, Jamie Sheeta, Hater. She Ty, is 100% going to be in it. Right? Yeah, Ty Mello when she comes back yeah. she she should be back in like probably you know 4 to 6 months. Go nuts, man. Even. You uh I feel I feel like Marina Shafir like a Layla Hirsch might be in there. Listen. I know a lot of people shit on Marina Shafir. Soraya. I mean, they have a big roster. Ever since John Moxley made that statement, Thunder Rosa about yeah that Marina is fucking the truth. If you watch Marina on the Indies, especially in like Wrestling Revolver and shit, yo, she'd be beating girls' asses, bro. It's fucking fire. Like if that Marina shows up in AEW, you know what? I'm, you have Nyla Rose. Like there's so man, the women's division is so stacked. I'm on the AEW like roster page. Shout out to AEW for giving the referees their own profiles, man. Love that. Each of the referees have their own profiles. That's They're amazing. real people. And in, in the broadcast team section, it's a huge broadcast team, by the way. My God. Um, they they include everybody in here, even the backstage people. Um, nice. Alex Shout out Ever- to Lexi Nair. Yeah. I didn't like her at first, but I love her now. Alex Eberhentes is in his hype hype attire. He's not even in a yeah. suit. He's in his like that. Zero Mieto shirt with his gloves on. Fuck yeah! <laughs> but anyways, love that. Um, yeah, the they can definitely do a women's. They they should do a women's continental classic, hundred percent. And and you know, with all that saying, and um, you know, we can just talk about the overall state of AEW in general, and it's just like, you know, with the continental classic being as good as it was, you know, with this like resurge of just like. 
good vibes and energy that the company has been on now. The Bucks came back with these incredible heel characters. The EVP Bucks and just like, oh, being everything that Twitter says they are and, and the rise of Swerve Strickland and the the return of, of, of Hangman to like his main event roots and yeah. him looking like fucking Magnum TA. <laughs> oh my God, wild how much he looks like Magnum TA. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, with Samoa Joe being champion with absolutely absolutely insane that's man it just it's they're they're primed right now they're they they have a really deep roster and oh man i just i I, i'm sorry i'm I'm like i'm looking through the roster page and there's people on here where i'm like oh my god i forgot he was in the company (laughs) like guys like you you have like koto bushi but i think something's going on with him yeah, Coda's got to get surgery. He'll be oh, out for a while. And poor Kenny. Will but like you know, I know it's yeah. Kenny's out for you know for who knows how long, which we feel terrible about. But there's just so many people here, and you could and like I can't like I was in I was at World's End, I was in that building, and I still can't believe Samoa Joe won. Yeah, that like that crazy. is just fucking mind blowing to me that they actually did the right decision like you know these opportunities come up in wrestling all the time and obviously AEW is a newer company so it hasn't like we've kind of seen the writing on the wall but it's been more on like a bigger level you know every time stories like this happen with joe and mjf like wwe never pulls the trigger they'd rather vacate the belt and do whatever but never give it to the guy that it just makes sense to go to and like AEW did it so kudos on them because joe's an awesome champion right we saw Last night, he had this fucking unbelievable match with Hook. Like, people talk about AEW with their storytelling. Like, there's a fucking storytelling match right there. Yep. Made Hook look like the biggest fucking underdog babyface in the history of the goddamn company. It was incredible to watch. And it did great numbers for them. And uh, the, you know, the, the reaction online was highly positive. So, and then, like, we don't have MJF for who knows how long because he has to get surgery or go through, like, this crazy rehab and, we don't know when Adam Cole's gonna come back, and yeah, he's still in a boot. That yeah, so like we don't interesting. We, we don't know what's happening. Like he's only ever ringside, um, like when they're doing promos. You know what I mean? Like when they're doing something that involves a match, he's not ringside. So it would make me believe that he's not cleared. I just, at least that level of physicality, you know. I I was I was, I can say I was weird. It was. Sitting there going in my head before Joe won, I'm like, how is it gonna feel with him being world champion? Like, it, it, well deserved, good. Like he he deserves like a main roster championship and mm-hmm. something he never got in WWE. But like, I'm like, how is this gonna feel as him like world champion? Is gonna feel off or whatnot? And it's just felt just absolute badass him being the AW world champion right now. And he's done. He's only had it for a few weeks, and it, he feels like he should be world champion for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing yeah. such a good job with it, and it's just, oh, my God. Like, fire me up every single time he's on TV, man. And now goes and out he, and has a banger with him. He just the aura yeah. of a champion. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, a lot of people, like, fucking dumbass busted open and shit. They always bring up the <laughs> same things of why AEW is failing, right? And it's like, you know – you can't hide crowd reaction. And then you mix that with like in-ring work and like AW only puts the belt on people with a high in-ring work. You look at all the champions they've had so far. It's all yeah. been like incredible wrestlers. So it's like, 
You give it to Joe. You slap him in a suit. You fucking he can. He's one of the best talkers, most believable talkers in 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 the entire business. And he's a great wrestler. He has a great aura. The crowd is super into him. Yeah. And then just Swerve and Hangman being around him elevate them even more even though they were already elevated to begin with like that triple threat which it seems it's going to be a revolution is going to be a huge deal i i think to aw's i don't think they've had a world champion like samoa joe like a guy that's a big badass does not give two shits about who no. you are type of attitude like like there hasn't been a world champion like joe you've had jericho who's jericho Hangman Page is Hangman Page. Like Kenny's Mo- Kenny. Moxley is is similar in like the attitude, but he's not big. No, he's not like a. I can't say he's not believable, but Moxley was. He it was more when you saw Moxley as a champion, he was representing like he was like he is AEW. Yeah. When you see Samoa Joe as like a champion, you're like oh this guy's this guy's gonna beat the fuck out of anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. send Samoa Joe on like a radio interview or, or like a TV, yeah. and you're like oh. That's a pro wrestler. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he fucking, he looks like yeah. huge. That'd be sweet, man. Give me John Moxley and Samoa Joe at a few. Oh, my God. I mean, Moxley is facing Naito. Yeah. Coming up in Chicago. That's going to be wild. Um, But, but yeah, like Samoa Joe is just, what a fucking perfect choice. You know, and obviously, it was probably going to be Adam Cole taking the belt off of MJF, but with injuries and stuff. But, yeah. like, you know, the one thing that I need to, and everybody needs to hear your your full opinion on, is the Undisputed Kingdom. <laughs> oh, man. For one thing, Mikey Ruckus, man. Fucking bravo with creating another banger. He just pumps out bangers, this guy, man. And this, this I love. I, I got to talk about the theme song first. Absolutely fantastic theme song. You got... Undisputed Era theme vibes in there, mixed in with Adam Cole's theme song vibes. It's just so well done. And then the name, too, Undisputed Kingdom. Like, that's, they literally, you got fan service off the Wahoo with that one, man. Everyone was mm-hmm. like, oh, if they ever did them and them together, it'd be Undisputed Kingdom. It's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, nope, yeah. we're doing it. <laughs> we're have half the Kingdom and half Undisputed Era mixed in with Wardlow. <laughs> oh, my God. And we have now the Undisputed Kingdom, which is fan. And just wait now when Adam Cole comes back from injury, like that faction is just going to take off. Like I, 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 they're basically now like they're still doing good. I'm glad they're still trying to do something with them and not just kind of putting them off to the side until Adam Cole's healthy. Now that like Roderick Strong with the like the two Kingdom guys are, you know, still getting their names out there and getting and getting in the mix. And then you have Cole that keeps teasing Wardlow and. Warlow mm-hmm. keeps, you know, giving his little like side eye things, like yeah, yeah you know, I, you know, if I would that belt, I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> yeah, they're building to like the Wardlow Batista moment where like yeah. he power bombs Adam Cole, which is interesting because I don't know if that is like you got to think by the end of this year, Swerve is going to be AW champion. Mm-hmm. Like he has to be. Like this is the time to pull the trigger, whether it be at Wembley and. We were talking about it watching Dynamite where I was like, you know what would be really sweet and I think would be fantastic for Swerve. It would be cool to see Osprey if he were to win the world title in in uh, in the UK at All In, but or All Out. No, All In. All In. Yeah, all uh, in. <laughs> at the same time, it would be even sweeter if 
Osprey walked in as champion and Swerve took it off of him in his home damn country yeah. at All In. And you just think about it. People would think, oh, with the crowd. No, the crowd would be fucking down the middle for that match. Like, you're talking dual chance from start to finish in that match. That's yeah. that that match right there, Swerve versus... Um, Osprey. Swerve versus Osprey. That's like rock Cena level of a hype for a big event. Yeah. Like that's that match is gonna be that that will sell out whatever tickets you have left for that mm-hmm. damn match. Yeah. Cause remember the audience that's going to all in are the more international fans. So like they they know Osprey from Japan. They know everything that comes along with Osprey and he's from the UK. And then you add in with the just meteoric rise of Swerve right now. And it's like it, it's going to be the perfect thing. And, and obviously, to me, at least it seems like the story that they're telling is in a triple threat match, Swerve and Hangman will be the reason neither one of them win. So we can extend Joe's reign. Yeah. And maybe one of them win at double or nothing from Joe, like whoever survives out of the Hangman Swerve thing, or, or maybe they push it, you know, closer to like a special dynamite. You know, they, they, they do all those special ones all the there time. There might even be another pay per view. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. They're talking about doing more pay-per-views. Now. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Right now, it's not announced, but there could very well be a pay-per-view sometime in April before Double or Nothing. Or if they don't do Forbidden Door, there'll be another pay-per-view in June or even July before All In. Jeez. Who so knows, many. man? Like, who knows? There could there could very well be, but uh, uh, it all depends on what they do, right? If they don't do Forbidden Door this year, that could probably be the next pay-per-view. Uh, it would be in that place. So, um, besides that, um, yeah, I, I just what Samoa Joe is doing with the world title right now is fantastic. The new look of the world title things is is great. Um, it, it looks a lot better than what the rumored pictures were. I thought the the middle logo was going to be a lot different, but basically they just changed the side plates to add um, circle side plates for wrestlers now. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I I'm the same way. Like I because I, that is such a WWE thing. I know. Like I like even. I mean, listen. I'm not a fucking historian here. All right. I'm sure other companies did it, but like, if they didn't, modern history. I think of WWE. That's like a them thing. So yeah. like, I liked that the title was just a title. You know, like the NWA belt didn't have fucking side plates. Yeah. Just put their name on the bottom. It's fine. You know what I mean? But I mean, hey, the belt looks sick. It looks awesome. You know exactly I what really cool. I know exactly what I think they why they did it and it doesn't really make sense but I think this is the reason why it's to 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 sell it in mainstream you know how WWE does remember yeah. they gave the belts with the side plates mm-hmm. of whatever sports team that yeah, won maybe. the championship now yeah. AW can do the same with their belt and you we saw them do it with uh, that college championship team that was like kind of like the debut of the side plates they they literally gave them a belt with those side plates on that belt so. Oh, you know, did they with Michigan? Yeah, so like this is probably what oh, I didn't even see that. It probably it has to, it at least factors into the idea of doing that that they can now sell it to get that belt more recognized and get the company more recognized in mainstream, like especially with sports. So um, I know WWE's now taking it a step further where you can actually do a full fucking like NFL oh team God, belt bro. now. And they look listen, awful, by the way. Listen, 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 listen. All right, as a Jets fan, okay. We haven't won a title since, like, what, Super Bowl three? okay? 
don't let me see you out here if your team has not won a fucking Super Bowl recently. Recently, all right? Yeah. Walking around with them title belts, all right? You want to be a Kansas City fan with a belt? Fine. You want to be an Eagles fan <laughs> around WrestleMania time? Fine. Fine. You want to have that belt? Rock that shit. You want to be a Patriots fan? Rock six of them. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. All right? All right, fuck the Pats, though, pal. Yeah, I'm happy you. this is your downfall era now. Hey. All right? But don't let me catch you out here. You know, and, and, and Brittany's in the other room, so she'll probably hear this yelling at me. Don't let me see you out here, a Buffalo Bills fan. Never won fucking nothing, okay? <laughs> Walking around with a fucking WWE title belt. Like, yeah. get win first, all right? Yeah. Those, I'm sorry, but those belts look absolutely garbage. Horrible. They're they look like awful. The fucking... <laughs> Like a kid designed them, bro. Literally, they look like they'd be, you know, have the Fisher Price logo on. It. Yeah, get out of here, bro. Get out of here. And they're man. like over like, six hundred dollars. Who is the money that's? Hopefully, hopefully, with these new designs, right? The belts are a little cheaper. All right, because seven hundred dollars for these fucking belts. All right, like, yo, if AEW can get these belts down to like a crisp three fifty, the crisp. Sign me up, bro. Yeah, but. Do what I did. I went and bought the toy belt. <laughs> Put it on display well, in the I got the, toy, I got the toy belt, too. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. up, I'm looking at it on my wall sign, but it's too little. You know what I mean? I want the real I know it's tiny. Thing. <laughs> all right, it's a little belt, all right? You know, I almost made the mistake of buying, like, an action figure belt one time, and I thought it was the fucking toy belt. And I didn't like, see oh, wow, it to the last second. Bucks? Yeah, I didn't see it to the last second. I'm like, oh, wait, it says Mattel on it. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. So, oh, man, I would have wished you had a camera when you opened it. Like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Did I just get get gypped? (laughs) But, man, because, like, I want a TNT title. I want an AW title. I want the TBS title because that title is so beautiful. The international title is very nice. Yeah. So, like, come on, man. Let's let's get this out here. Can we get, like, I don't want the triple crown title. Derby has the commemorative belts, right? Those were cheaper. And I think if they still sell them, I don't know because they went to Fanatics now. But back in the day... You could buy like the replica belt or the commemorative 100. belt, and the commemorative yeah. belt was like almost half, like half cheaper. Yeah, exactly. And I have that. My my intercontinental belt is a commemorative belt. It's my. It, it's the same size. It's just it's plastic. My SmackDown women's belt is that size. The only difference is there's no side plates. You oh. can't take the side plates off. Well, my, mine's like the. I mean, yeah, it's, belt. it's. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, it's like still plastic or whatever. But like, you know, it's a little bit smaller, and you can't replace the side plates. For the newer belts, at least. But oh, like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I mean, I, I want an AEW belt so bad, bro. Every time I go to the show, like, yo, when I was at World's End, and, and shout out to Rob, you know, if you listen to this, uh, like <laughs> the guy that was sitting in front of us was bitching and moaning the whole show about how much he doesn't like AEW, and then he got up and bought a seven hundred dollar belt. I'm like, bro, you are a fucking mark on yeah. the highest level. Who you does just shit on the show for fucking three hours, and you then went bought, bought a belt. belt. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. I, I remember when before they even made those, like somehow people were just, you know, going right to like belt created companies. Go, Can you make this? <laughs> no. Yeah. On eBay or yeah. um, uh, fuck. What is it? I, I work with a kid who um he does that with a, the New Japan belts. Oh, okay. Like there's like plays like uh, I don't want to fucking say the name. Not like Pinterest and shit like that. But like, there's all the, the, the like custom pages yeah. or whatever. And he has like uh, what's the belt that Jay White had in Japan? Not the. Did he, have the, did he have the Intercontinental belt? IWGP. Was it the Never Open Weight belt or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he had the U.S. belt, didn't he, for a while? God, oh, my crazy. They have a ton of belts, too, man. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he had one of those belts, and the, the kid that I work with bought him. Oh. And 
he was like, so I was like, how the fuck do you have that? He was like, oh, it, it was like 200 bucks. I got it from this belt creator, which is cool, I guess. You know what I mean? But like, damn, I want the real thing. Like, And I I saw one up close and it was at, uh, f- oh God. Yeah, it was the full gear I went to, the first ever full gear. Someone had one and the company was like just starting, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, someone, but had, someone one. had one. I'm like, how'd you get that? And he's like, no, I got it made on uh, some, some company made. And I'm like, what? But yeah. I, like, I got to touch it. I'm like, holy shit, this thing was like legit. Like it looked just like the belt. I'm like, damn, man. We like, need an elite POV belt. We need to make it as ugly as possible. Oh my god, the center plate's got to be the the center yellow logo we got. And it's got to be a spinner. It's, 100%. I was just gonna say it's got to spin. It has to be a fucking spinner. It's be bedazzled bro. all over. Yeah. It's got to be a spinner. And instead of a big W, it's a big E. Oh my god. Somebody make that belt for us, bro. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter. <laughs> if you're going to make a picture design. of it. I mean, I am. Yeah. I could probably do it, but yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> so, I don't, but any any final thoughts to uh, oh, man. end our first episode back? It's great to be back. Guys, this is what it's going to be like from now on. It's just going to be yeah. us shooting the shit. Jackie might come back. I guarantee Jackie will come We're on. trying. All right, guys. We're yeah. trying. And if you want, you know, just you know, don't DM her and be dumb about it just tweet her like jackie we miss you come back to the pov just that simple as that don't harass her just one tweet or five hundred <laughs> five hundred um but no it's uh i'm i'm happy i'm glad that we're getting back to it. it's it's it, man it when you when you podcast for so long and you don't it, it happened to us many times where we had the itch yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> we had the itch yeah. and now that yeah, aw is kind of like you know, going back to their roots. It's, it's and... back to what it was when we fell in love with it. Right? I think that, you know, like, listen, I hate CM Punk. Fuck that guy and everything he stands on. And shout out to Jungle Boy for returning back to New Japan, which was fucking crazy. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Yo, hit um, the name, though. Scapegoat. <laughs> oh, my God. Scapegoat, scapegoat Jack Perry. I love that shit. Um, but, like, I feel like the company, when Punk was there, especially when Punk was given all the shit with Collision and all that stuff, they were trying to be like WWE. And it's like, we don't want that. And it's like, even if you have to run smaller venues, you know, who cares, bro? Like, just be the company that we all love, which is what they've been since, I think, the beginning of the Continental Classic. That was really, like, their reset. The women are getting used more. Yeah, it's still 920. Yeah, it's still one match a night. But, hey, like we talked about earlier, Mercedes comes in, that could change it. Like, the tag team division is slowly putting itself back together. Like, private parties back. They had a great match with Top Flight this week. Like, I, I think we're moving too. in the right Holy direction. Shit. Oh my god, so over, ridiculous. I've never heard Pride Party that over ever. Like the last time I heard them that over was back when they first started they Dynamite. The Bucks. Yeah, when Dynamite like first started. Mm-hmm. And then like we, Sammy just got back, and like we know the the Jericho stuff is like is in shambles because of Kenny being out and, and fucking idiot reporters lying about shit and then fucking yeah. making it worse for everybody else. But it's like. Um, I think that this is it's been a healing couple of months for AEW. I think Tony Khan has figured out the type of booker that he wants to be, and we're just running with it. I know that yeah. their TV deal is about to come up soon. You know, yeah, we'll sh- see what happens with that. Yeah, and screw all your hairs like, oh, they're gonna they don't like AEW more. Literally, they just released that AEW just did record numbers for the company in 2023. Yeah. You fuck out of here yeah, that Warner they don't like them. them. Like, what yeah, the please, fuck? Why would they hate a company yeah, yeah. that's been doing record ratings for them? 
And there's no, listen, there's no way, even if Warner hated AEW, Warner ain't going to give WWE the money that fucking Amazon's about to give them. So yeah. have fun watching Monday Night Raw on fucking Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because that's with, what it's going to be. And make sure you, you got to spend that extra two ninety nine to get rid of ads because now they're going to charge you for ads. Yeah. At least so up like, here. You know, I don't know if that's happening listen, to you. Support whatever company you watch. Watch TNA. Watch New Japan. Watch AEW. Fuck the Fed. Don't watch yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's. It's going to be a big year for AW. Tony Khan tweeted that today. There's a lot of potential. There's a yeah. lot of cool stuff happening. And fucking Will Ospreay ain't even get here yet, bro. Yeah. Osprey is not here. And to elaborate on Osprey really quickly here, I need you AEW fans to please, please watch the last couple of entrances of Osprey. Watch it all. Watch the in-ring stuff. When he brings that shit over, you give him the same energy as those New Japan fans. Because that part of the yep. entrance where they chant Osprey, goose fucking bums. When I was watching that at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm like, dude, Oof. this guy's a fucking megastar. Oh, my <laughs> like, God, dude. Come on. Perfect. Like, everything yeah. they need. Like, he he can be their, their another, I mean, not there, but he could be another big star for them. Like, Literally. a huge star for them. Literally. Like, he stood the best compliment you give will osprey is he stood across from kenny omega and uh chris jericho and john moxley which are three of AEW's biggest stars ever and he felt like he belonged yeah so like you translate that to an american audience and you know you hope it works but it's like almost guaranteed this dude is it, people see his moveset they're gonna be like oh my god oh my god bruv like he's he's literally like <laughs> but like he's literally gonna do what he said he did in that promo like back was the kia form when he they, they brought him out and yeah saying that he signed that. He, like he's gonna I'm down bro yeah what, but what he said he's like he'll show everybody what all he really is like he's yeah. like he's going to come in here and have nothing but fucking unreal matches with people unreal matches yeah then maybe the fucking kayfabe bliss can actually give him the rest of the year except a wrestler that like Seth Rollins, like get the fuck out of here. Bro. That's what I mean. Like, like just literally, all you guys have to do if you're unfamiliar yeah, yeah, yeah. with Osprey, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar <laughs> with him, and you've only seen like one match, like from a few years back or whatnot, there's two matches you have to watch in the past year that will just sell you on him. Is Kenny and him last year Forbidden Door? You can rewatch even the Wrestle Kingdom one before that, mm-hmm. and him and Okada this year. Him and Okada this year had a fucking beautiful ending. Oh my a gosh, masterpiece yeah. ending to the end of both of them fighting each other and the end of Osprey's like New Japan run. Like it was just storybook amazing and the hug at the end, like that was just yep. so well done. He's gonna be a big deal here, and, and and there's a lot of fucking exciting things about to happen. But we appreciate you guys tuning in to listen. I don't even know how long we went, but over an hour, but we're we're good. Just over now. Yeah, so we're yeah, we're good. So um we appreciate you guys listening. We're gonna try to keep the shows around an hour just because it's only the yeah. two of us. But hey, we could we could have kept talking, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first show back. We could literally easily talk for two hours, but you know, yeah, yeah, they'll easily. probably be shorter next time. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it is what it is. But like, you know, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh for anybody in the past who has watched Kyle and Ant do the Alliance Wrestling Federation, that is going through a rehaul. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it here, Kyle. Just you guys are ending and then you're starting up something coming up. Yeah. So to to anybody, all well, anyone that, that is part of that, that knows, knows that Ant or Anthony is now taking his 
talents to South Beach. No, but he's uh, he's uh, leaving the E-Fed world because his Disney stuff is taken off. He has to be also be a dad because he's a dad to two uh, wonderful girls. So, you know, dad being a dad comes first. And he's got a lot of personal stuff in his life that, you know, he can't put a 100% effort into E-Fedding, which is totally understandable because it does require a lot Um I can manage it, which is fine. So I'm going to be doing it all by myself. It won't be as, you know, we're not going to have the two shows a week thing, but I'll be still taking over and I'll be still doing it on my spare time because um, I love it. I absolutely love creating storylines and love doing graphics and love all doing that crap. That shit's my jam. Um, I get told all the time that I do such a good job of it. So I'm going to continue doing it. So I got, I'm going to the drawing board as soon as the season's over and going to refresh it. I've talked to Phil about a few ideas I want to do, so he's excited for it because he's in it. So, um, yeah, so just uh, look out for that, I guess, if you guys are. And if you don't know, uh, go to the Twitter account. That's uh, Yes, it's Twitter, not the other one. Twitter.com yeah. slash, oh, my God, the underscore AWF. Maybe for yeah. now. So just, oh, yeah, what does that mean? That. <laughs> uh, if you want people to follow you. Follow me. Oh, follow man, you. fuck. I don't. I don't tweet a lot anymore. I, I used to be an avid tweeter. Now it's like I'll tweet during Dynamite because I have it open. And at the same – if I'm not, I'm kind of just liking and retweeting shit. Yeah, I used Twitter's to tweet weird now more. because, like, it's hard to get discovered now. Like, I feel like back in like, Rant with Ant days, like – listen – that's because Elon Musk fucked like up seven, the algorithm, man. I have like 700 followers. So Elon now Musk I have is in like, here. He's like, you know what? Where's the algorithm? All right, where's the blender? Here we go. Yeah, let's just fuck everything up. <laughs> but listen, follow at LeePOV. That's the only Twitter you need to follow. Um, besides the AWF one that Kyle just said. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, a lot of fun things uh, in store for this year. And we thank you guys for listening again. And remember. Hold up. We, like we, we, we are going to announce on there because I know people were asking. Yes. Our live shows. When we figure it out and we figure out a date and time, just look out yeah, we'll, on we'll, the Twitter account. That's what we'll yeah. announce it. Yeah, we'll announce it on Twitter. So at Lee POV on Twitter uh, will be that announcement. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of Elite POV. And remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. And fuck the fact. Fuck you, fuck. Bye. Fuck you, fuck. Bye. <laughs>